You're listening to the Movie Crew Podcast, and tonight we're ordering a Voorhees burger and some Jason fingers as we sit down to watch the ninth installment in the Friday the 13th franchise, Jason Goes to Hell, The Final Friday. You no trouble. Me, fifth element. You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death, praying for war. But until that day... You are cute. Sound off like you got a pair. Ah, yes. I was wondering what would break first. Your spirit. Or your money. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. God is dead. This city is headed for a disaster of biblical proportion. What do you mean, biblical? What he means is Old Testament, yes. Mayor. Real wrath of God type stuff. Dead fire and brimstone coming down from the skies. Rivers and seas boiling. Forty years of darkness, earthquakes, volcanoes, the dead rising from the grave. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together. That's hysteria. But it wasn't final, was it? No, it was not. <sighs> not at all. <clears throat> Unless the other one, hap- the next one happened on a Saturday. No, it happened on Saturn. Yeah. Well, the next one was in space. Yeah, well, it may it, not have been on a Friday. You know, Friday's a loose term, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Whose right. calendar are we using here? <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. I'm Brian Elkins. With me tonight, Mr. Jeremy Benson. Howdy. Mr. Jared Callen. I don't always chee-chee, but when I do, I, ah, ah, chee-chee-chee. Oh, my gosh. You always got a joke. (laughs) (laughs) It's my thing. (laughs) It was about as good as this movie. (laughs) Oh, no, no, it was better than that. Uh, And also with us, Mr. Paul Williams. What's up, people? Wait, wait, wait. Like Rainbow Connection, Paul Williams? Yes. Holy shit, I didn't know. I'm so excited. Wait, what? I don't get the rainbow. I'm so excited. Am I wrong? Isn't didn't Paul Williams do that? I have no idea. The, like the it's it's uh, Kermit the Frog, Rainbow Connection. Rainbow Connection. Yeah, there's, there's a singer named Paul. There's yeah, the lovers, the dreamers, Paul. and me. Yeah. Yeah. You guys have never never actually yeah. seen the Muppet, like the Muppet movie, huh? No, it's been a long, it's been a long time. Wow. Anyways, Paul Williams wrote that. Muppets in Space I've seen a lot recently here. Right. But uh, you're Paul Williams Jr. though, right? You're his kid. <laughs> no, okay. no, right. no. Just wondering if you had money or not. I, was, I needed to borrow like thirty bucks. No, man, not like not like that dude does. Okay. All right, we'll come. or did or does? Yeah, oh, no, he, he's still around. He's still around. Don't worry. You know, he was in Smoking the Bandit. He was the shorter guy. I'm, you yeah. know, I'm talking about. Hello, come, daddy. You know that guy? Yes, yeah, that's Paul Williams. About. Oh, is that really? That's really Paul Williams. Oh, okay, I didn't know yeah. that was his name. Yeah. Okay, not this Paul Williams. His dad. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go change our Wikipedia. <laughs> every, t- every time you get on here, there's always some new thing. Somebody's got to have a new backstory. <laughs> I'm building a, a mythology here. <sighs> oh, my goodness. Kind of like this movie. Oh, hey. Oh, no, this movie's changing the mythology. <laughs> oh, yes, yeah. I, it is Friday the 13th. We're talking Jason Goes to Hell. 
the final Friday. You couldn't actually call this one Friday the 13th because they didn't have the rights. That's right. To the name Friday the 13th. They had the rights to the character, though. Right, which is interesting. Yeah. You can have him, but you can't have the name. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, uh, it's also. So they decided to make a movie about the character without the character. Uh, Yeah, actually, you're right, because it's really not the character. Yeah, they kind of screwed that one up, didn't they? They're like, hey, look, you know the one thing we have? Fuck it. Throwing (laughs) it out. Well, well, in my opinion, the whole the whole idea is just fucking dumb. The whole storyline is just like it makes no sense in the world of Friday the Thirteenth, in my opinion. And, this and one, that's it yeah. from us at the Movie Crew Podcast. Yeah, I mean, like, he pretty much wrapped it up, but uh, you know, this one does not. It doesn't. It feels completely out of canon. It, it feels more like an Evil Dead movie. It even has the fucking Necronomicon in it. Yes, and, yes, it does. Uh, and actually, I, I found a, uh, I found an article where it says the uh, the director of this film said that uh, this Jason is a deadite. Yeah, I saw that. That's just some uh, <laughs> retrospect bullshit that he's pulling out he's of his like, ass. Oh, by the way, I'm still I'm still relevant, right? <laughs> I, and I saw the guy that actually made that prop from Evil Dead Two was really pissed that they put it in the film. Really? Yeah. It's it's totally it. You know? Yeah. Oh, they they also have like um, the, the crate from Creep Show. Where was yeah. that? Jeremy said that earlier. Where was that? I didn't see. It's in, in the, the basement. Yeah, where the Voorhees woman gets impregnated by by the by the, the black, dead by the black snake. <laughs> and apparently, no, man, had arms. <laughs> apparently, that really offended her because she didn't know it was in the movie. That was a dummy, like dummy legs and right? skirt. So she's watching the movie and she felt violated. Oh, I felt because the snake yeah. um, mini Jason goes crawled. up her goes up her up her up her pussy. <laughs> I was gonna say, she got burned real bad by that one. I mean, you know, you guys should be able to say, you know, just blow it out of the just, water, you know, vagina, <laughs> right? I, sorry, I, I should have been more clinical. <laughs> it's it's stating it just bluntly. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. And that's a scene in this movie. And they also try to add uh, mythology into the into the film. They come up with this uh, kind of Halloween esque. Yeah, it's from it's from Halloween too. Kind of backstory. Yeah, they, they basically just stole like Halloween two and fours. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what they did. Uh, and this was originally going to be Freddy versus Jason. That was the original idea why they wanted to bring it to New Line because really? this is the first. Yeah, this is the first New Line. So was this intended to be the setup for that, like kind of how it ends, or was he actually supposed to be in this film? This film was originally supposed to be Freddy versus Jason, and Wes Craven actually screwed that up because he came back and said, "I want to make a new Nightmare on Elm Street." Which and was awesome. Yeah, everybody in Nightmare on Elm Street. Which one was that one at the uh, time? New Nightmare. Yeah. Oh, okay, Wes Craven's that new one was great. Yeah, Wes Craven. Yeah, Wes Craven's new Nightmare. And of course, New Line was like, "Well, if Wes wants to come back and do another one, we'll we'll go for it." And I guess they threw this together to keep the property out in the public, you know, you know make people aware. Well, don't, don't you lose it if you don't use it? Yeah. I, this was the longest time they'd went in between sequels. What is this, like four years? Because this came out in 1993, same year as Jurassic Park. <laughs> Doing a lot of 93 movies this year. Just those two, I think. <laughs> <laughs> back after to the, back. <laughs> after this, we're going to be like, nope, no more 93 for a while. <laughs> We've already done the two best movies out of 93. (laughs) We've done the best and worst. Yeah. Let's let's start off at the beginning. (laughs) When's the first time you guys saw this? Last night. Wow. (laughs) I'd seen the ending before, and I think mostly just because of the the Freddy thing. And so I had seen it out of context. But then last night, I watched it. Yeah. I I, I watched it. I can say that. I had to rewind some things and watch again <laughs> to kind of make sure that I got it. But I, uh, I watched it. It was there. 
You rewound and found out, yeah, it doesn't make no, sense. No, no, a lot of things don't make sense, but I was like, the things that I would rewind were the ridiculous gore. Uh, at the end, there's a scene where like, you get thrown through a window, but they kind of like, the, the distance you would travel throwing somebody through a window, it's kind of like they reached that distance, but the window was a little farther in the wide shot, so they kind of go, kept going a little bit, <laughs> and then they cut outside, and you see them go through it, so it's kind of like they cut some time there. <laughs> anyway, so, so I, I would rewound that to watch that a couple times and go, all right, that's cool, and then move on to <laughs> the next ridiculous thing, which we'll get into. You, you can tell K&B was having a lot of fun. Yeah, they were. That's the guy who does, um, he does Walking Dead now, right? Uh, one of them does. Great, yeah, Nicotero. Yeah, yeah. Nicotero. There's one shot where one of the possessed Jason people takes two cops' heads and smashes them together. Oh, it's great. Like, and, like, instead students. of it just kind of cracking their skull like it, it would, like, their face looks all melted and... <laughs> He's, which is really funny because they, 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 they prove that Jason is, like, super strong. But like, Until he's in the Jason body at the end, and he's fighting dude with the glasses, and then he's like total just a normal dude. Yeah, and he's just standing there. Yeah, in that weirdness. But all, but like also, he just got reborn, Benson. Okay, <laughs> it's baby Jason. <laughs> <laughs> and he still came back as a undead. But but there's there's a battle zombie. between the nerdy man. Who's the nerdy man guy with the glasses? The nerdy man. Yeah, guy just the the, whatever the, he's main ner- the nerdy man guy. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, there, there's a the battle. The guy from the Friday the Thirteenth series. Yes. Oh yeah, he was on the series. Okay, that's yeah. that's what I was asking you earlier. I was like, I was like, why? Am I, why does is he come back? Yeah, he's not playing the same else? character. He just returns. Yeah, he's just an actor. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, I believe like almost the entire cast of this movie is just actors that they randomly got from TV shows. Are you available? All right, you're booked. Come pretty on, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's pretty much how it seems because you got Creighton Duke and he played on Twenty One Jump Street. Oh yeah, Stephen Williamson. You know, and pretty much almost all the Steven others. Williams. I mean, if you if, even even if you watch the uh, Crystal Lake Memories, the director even says on there that everyone in the movie was actors, pretty much from TV shows. Yeah, so that, that director. Maybe the reason why you got some of that bad acting. <laughs> that director was really young too. He's twenty three years old when he made this. It shows. It, yeah, it's got a lot of film school problems. You know, what's sad though about that guy. Like his big claim to fame is my boyfriend's back. But he just wrote that. I think he co-wrote exactly. it. He didn't even write the whole the screenplay. You know, he sold that to Disney, like, straight out of film school. That's a success, man. That's an amazing success. Yeah. I mean, I, I yeah, didn't, 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 want him, didn't he Didn't he want to uh, direct that, too, as well? But they were like, no. We're yeah, because that, that had a film school. And, it had a bigger budget. And Disney did want um, more a more established director. Well, you can't season. do this, but, you know, we do have this Jason property over here that you can. Well, I think Cunningham kind of felt bad. From what I understand, his son, Noel, and the director, Adam Marcus, were friends, and they went to film school together. And he got a job with Cunningham. They sold that uh, My Boyfriend's Back. I forget what the original title was. They sold that to Disney. Cunningham had the new line Jason deal going on, and they were going to make another movie, and he had this body-switching idea. Man. Cunningham went with it. Sean S. Cunningham and Adam Marcus, like, they disagree even to this day in interviews about things. The director is like, man, you know, Sean came to me and said, I I just want that damn hockey mask out of the movie. (laughs) And then, the you know, Sean S. Cunningham's like, oh, no, that's total bullshit. I never said that. And then the director's like, Sean lied. I want him to be Superman, but I don't want him to fly. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you know. It's a lot of back and forth. It was probably something as simple as, I wish we hadn't ever 
got rid of that cloth mask and just and went to the hockey mask because now it's like we have to use the hockey mask. And the young director heard, don't use hockey mask. Wasn't there a movie called The Town That Dreaded Sundown wearing the same? Yeah, so that, which, that came out came, before. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah, they, right, could, they couldn't carry that one on because they already they were already ripping that off. Oh, man, they could have done it. They could have done it. They could have done it. They did it for the remake in 2009. It's more well, for a little bit. than the town that dreaded sundown. It is now. <laughs> <laughs> it just proves you can just keep putting out shit. And eventually <laughs> it comes back around. It's like, oh, that's some pretty good shit. <laughs> if you eat shit enough, it, it starts tasting good. I don't know. I, I have a special place in my heart, though, for the Friday 13th franchise. Oh, no, man. There, there's, there's, of all of its like, terribleness, there are some great moments in this movie. As far as like special effecty stuff. Yeah. And there's some really funny I'll stuff. I agree with that. And then there's some great, there are some great moments. Like when, when, they're, um, when the, the young cop and, and nerdy guy <clears throat> runs him down in the police car and he gets out and like fucking tackles him and they have their little moment and they're kind of like leaning against the car talking and he's like, well, he's like trying to tell him something to do. He's like, well, because I have a gun. And he's like, well, I've got a gun too, motherfucker. And they have this like little, like, little, little standoff. This little, little moment. Yeah, that was yeah, good. Yeah, there's it some, totally there's some good makes, moments. You, makes you feel like this director was meant to make a comedy, like a buddy road trip comedy. <laughs> Like he was supposed to do my boyfriend's back. Yeah, like he would have been perfect for that. Man, it, it's 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 Evil Dead uh, Jason movie. It's got that comedy camp gore crap going on. I don't know if all the camp is intentional though. Brian, I I, t- I knew you were going to say that, so I took a screenshot uh, to show you. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think all of, I don't think all of it's I don't think well, they're tell me the, tell me this is not intentional. Okay, so this, tell tell everybody what I'm showing you. Uh, it's when the, uh, what is it? The, the restaurant owner's wife, the over the top restaurant owner's owner's wife. She gets her face or her entire face kicked in. Whose husband is is Leslie Jordan, by the way, who's amazing. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, she, she gets, um, the, basically he's getting his head pushed into a sink or something like that by, by Jason. No, no, that's the fryer. It's a fryer? Yeah, that's yeah, the deep fryer. It's a deep fryer. Yeah. He, frying his head off, okay? And then, like, uh, so Jason elbows her in the mouth, and when she turns to camera, there is, like, a 15-second shot or more of her just, like, rawr, 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 leaning back and forth uh, with the, this dent in her mouth, like, comically. Like, <clears throat> because she's the big mouth that you want shut up, and Jason shut her up. Right. But that was the most unrealistic. No, I, 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 I'm not saying like they're not they're not funny moments that are, are so what, totally what, camp. But there what? are moments in the movie where like you can tell they're they're trying to be serious and they're kind of campy. Like when? Give us I, an example. Okay, I, I think I think the open with the FBI agent. Yeah, where she's baiting him by getting naked. And it's pretty much, yeah, it's just a, it's a setup of, like, every Friday. The first scene's a setup of every Friday the 13th film. Right. Uh, it's like a James Bond cold opener where this girl goes out into a cabin, and then Jason attacks her. I think they're, like, kind of making fun of the series, but I think they're trying to do it where it's supposed to be, like, Scream. Where it's it's supposed to be scary, and but it's supposed to be meta-humor. Right. Are you talking, I don't know. You're talking about how, why she goes in and gets naked and does, goes through that whole rigmarole instead of just hanging out waiting for him to show up? Okay, like in Scream, I, I there's, still, there's still moments that are scary. Right. That, none of this is... Well, she has to go through the process. You have to be young teenager going there, right? Young person. You have to get sexy. You have to get naked because that releases the pheromones out to attract Jason. I, what, what are you talking about? I'm talking yeah, about how they lured... It's like the ghost in... The Field of Dreams movie, if you get naked, he will come. That's right. I, exactly. I, it's the same thing. It's why he attacks the, the girls out in, in the, the, you know, that. The, I have the, no the idea what these two are talking getting about. Getting naked. That's how you attract Jason. He doesn't just pop up yes. and kill you. You have to have that smell of that pussy floating around. <laughs> what 
smoking dope. Well, he is. Yeah, he's, he's definitely attracted to naked. Sex. Yeah, they, they they set those rules up. Yeah, you got to be smoking dope, like 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 Mr. Paul Williams just said. Yeah. No. Okay. I, no, I, I I got that. I think the camp is intended. Because like, even during the, the autopsy scene, he's making some pretty, like, he's making some campy awesome jokes. jokes. He's really funny. <laughs> he is, but I, I, I think they're trying to make those, like, the scare scenes. I think they're—I guess what's, what I should be saying instead of serious is that I think they're trying to make the scare scenes actually effective. And they're trying to, they're trying to scare you is what I think they're trying to do. Because if they're not, then they're just trying to bore us to death. Like, when the girl gets out of the shower in the beginning scene, right? Yeah. If we're just playing it for camp, like, once that machete comes down, we should see, like, a shot, and then we should be outside with the FBI shooting Jason down. But there are all these moments where they're just running in the woods. And she's falling down like every other one. And it's, like, man, it's, up it, and yeah, it's like two minutes yeah, of just running. It's, it's and if they're not the doing that... Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And if they're not doing that to try to build some kind of suspension and try to scare you, then... Well, I think... It, it, it should not be in the movie because it's just fucking boring <laughs> until that until the reveal of the fbi lights i think they're still trying to let you lights? yeah okay <laughs> i think they're still trying to let you settle into this this is the jason world he's gonna chase her but then after that i think even the kills are set up to be more evil deadish. and i i think when they go into the like the police station and you have the terminator ripoff scene you know, what and you I mean, think it they would wanted be like a lame ass weak sauce version of Jason <laughs> because if that was the real Jason Voorhees, he would have rocked his motherfuckers. You know, I think they wanted that way to be worse effective, than though. that imitation, but it was not effective. That's the thing; it, it just wasn't effective. Like, See, I think they were going for like, fun, but it didn't just. It just doesn't seem. Well, I'm not saying like they succeeded. Badass. I'm just saying I think oh, yeah, they were oh, going yeah, for yeah. let's have let's make this movie fun. We'll make the kills fun. We'll make everything. Fun for horror fans. At this point, what was the biggest horror film at the time? Ever? At, at that point. Exorcist. Exorcist is still the top. Like, yeah, it's still, I mean, like, still Jaws. top now. So Jaws. Jaws, Exorcist, yeah. But, I mean, also at that time you had, like, Not Round Elm Street was big. Right? Yeah, part four. This had, had been out. a big franchise. Michael Myers had been a big franchise. What number is this? Nine. Nine. Oh, my God. See, how do you get nine films in and it still, like, looks like this? Like this film school you look to you it. hire somebody directly oh, really out of me film off. school it's, it's like why, yeah, why would you really let your franchise go off. this way i mean like you're, you're nine films in i don't know it, it doesn't look as slick as some of the other films well see what really what i don't understand is is the fact that this one had a bigger budget this this one had the at the time i'm pretty sure it had the biggest budget out of all of them it had a budget of three million which was pretty big for and a friday made, movie made, what, like 15 or yeah and and look at what you get on yeah, the it screen made 15 million does that, does that look like what you get on the screen doesn't look like that, in my opinion? Okay, can I, can, I, can, I, can I just throw out this really fucking bizarre, weird thing? Please. I think some of this has to do with the weird fact that Sean S. Cunningham, and I got this from the Crystal Lake Memories book, which is, it's just, this is really bizarre. He wanted to shoot the film at 22 frames instead okay. of 24, which is the normal one. So slightly choppier. Slightly choppier. Um, he did it because he thought actors just go too slow. And they they spend too much time emoting, and that was his quote. So you shoot at twenty two, it speeds it up a little bit. 
I wish I'd have known that while watching it. Now I've got to go back and watch it again, Brian. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> well, it also it also screwed up the audio, so they had to change the pitch. That's why some of the uh, some so of the all, dialogue. Why all the audio seems like it's ADR? Yeah, and it's oh no well, way, really? Oh, oh yeah, and it kind of makes sense. It seems really weird. Like there's Creighton Duke scenes with his voice, and it sounds it sounds like it's it's a little clipped. Yeah, but I think it's just because they had to change change the pitch. Wow, that's crazy! What a yeah. what a weird idea. And they also it also so messed with it, their lights as well. Did because it flicker? I think you, you have to do less light, right? When you go. Oh yeah, you have to use, use less light. Yeah, you use yes. Yeah. So, so there is a. I think that may have caused. That's why some of the sh- shots in the film appear so bright. Wow. I mean, now granted, there's like you know HMI lighting out the ass, but. Did it cover if they shot those other scenes in slow motion, or are the actors literally just playing it slow? I, I would assume they, they shot it that way, but... I mean, Inside joke, when Brian and I watched the movie the other day, we were watching, and there's a long slow motion sequence, but it's not as slow as normal slow motion. What sequence was it? The restaurant sequence? Yeah, it's the diner when pseudo Jason. If you look at the actors, it looks like they're just acting stuff slow <laughs> instead of like the film being played in slow motion. Oh, that's weird. You know what? They could have yeah, slowed that is it true. down. Yeah, I, I could definitely see that. I, I damn sure could see that. They could have slowed down the uh it slowed it down in post and it was shot at twenty two and that's why it looked like really weird. <laughs> Maybe. Just, I'm just spitballing here. Just spitball. Shoot something in twenty two frames a second. And see what it does. All right, we'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, th- you know what? This is a good time to roll the trailer. Oh, that's right. We're almost <laughs> we're thirty minutes. Yeah. It's, hey, look for uh, Jason Goes to Hell. It's close enough. All right. Right. <laughs> all right, guys. This is the trailer for Jason Goes to Hell. The final Friday. We'll be back. Horror has many faces. Death wears many different masks. But pure evil wears only one. And this is your final chance to see it. Jason goes to hell the final Friday. I think it's hilarious that they take the like the wording from the other trailers of fear has one face, horror wears one mask. So they're just mixing it up a little bit, kind of how with the title as well. Uh. What was the demon face in that? <laughs> and we're back. That was the trailer for Jason Goes to Hell. Uh, what was that demon face? I don't know. It was cut out from the film. It was not used. Um, apparently, there were a lot of unused bits. Was the end of the film. The, the, Jason's ultimate form. <laughs> yeah, they, they, had, they had some puppets that didn't work out. and I think it's hilarious that almost yeah. every shot in the trailer is from the opening. <laughs> well, it, Get your fix on a movie that totally shits the bed. <laughs> I don't, I, you know, I, I would say the, the opening is probably the best scene in the film, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would, I would agree. Like, yeah. I mean, like overall, from start to finish. Yeah, the um, rests are pretty nice. I wonder if there's an honest trailer for this movie. There has to be. I, it, I mean, is it does. Popular? The beginning of it, the, the beginning of it, in my opinion, does feel like a Friday the Thirteenth movie. It does. And it's like the, that's that's the only part of the whole game movie that feels like a Friday the Thirteenth movie. Yeah, I mean, I can understand. You know, they were they were kind of trying to get away from the the Friday the Thirteenth franchise a little bit with this movie, but. 
it just goes in a wonky place, man. It just goes in a wonky place. So let's get back to the uh, uh, Jeremy. When did, when did the first time you saw this movie? Let's get back to that. It was about ten years ago. So not even when it came out. Oh, really? Yeah, it was uh, around two thousand eight ish, nine ish, somewhere wow. along in there. Uh, Mark Williams and I were doing. He had never seen any of them, so we watched the whole box set. We stopped at this one. <laughs> You're like, all right, that's it. He wouldn't watch anymore. So th- this this is the one that jumped the shark for you. Have you never seen Jason X? And I said he wouldn't watch anymore. Oh, okay. Paul, when did you see this? Uh, I actually had the uh, opportunity to go see this in the movie theater. Nice. I ended up getting the VHS, the unrated edition for it. And so- somehow I ended up, you know, selling the VHS or whatever. So I haven't seen this movie since probably early aughts. Yeah, I, I, I did not catch this in the theater. I saw it on, uh, I'm going I'm to say I saw it on Halloween in uh, 94. It was when it came out in video. I heard everybody talking about the Freddy glove popping up at the end of the movie. <laughs> I heard about it. I had to see it, okay? Um, I remember seeing this all over Fangoria and just seeing stills of it and seeing Jason's face and going, this is not for me. <laughs> this is not where I want the franchise to go. Jason looks ridiculous. Why is his face all bubbly? Is his big bubbly head? Yeah. And all of a sudden, now they brought the hair back, and then the mask is growing in his face. And by the time I saw this movie, I had concocted this great story of like, oh, well, in part eight, at the end of the film, he gets uh, melted right. by like a toxic waste that's in Manhattan sewers. <laughs> yeah, naturally. <laughs> yeah, it happens. Um, so, you know, I concocted this idea of like, oh, yeah, he got melted and his mask now is like warped around his face because of this melting that occurred at the end of that movie. And he's going to be going from Manhattan back to Crystal Lake. And that's what this movie's going to be about. And it's going to be awesome. And nope. man, when I saw this, this was like this was the first time I, I remember like real disappointment as a kid. Couldn't have been further from wrong on that one, huh? Yeah, I, I was I was really excited for this movie, and really just because of the Freddy glove, but right, the rubber Freddy glove. Yeah, the, without Robert England's uh, fucking laugh, they think, oh, who, who is was that? It's some grip off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what's up with uh, Jason making noises in this movie? Uh, uh. That's what I wanted to know too. There's, well, there's, what, there's what's with a lot of things in this one. <laughs> you know, again, there are there are things that I do enjoy about the movie. Some of the some of the directing I do like. Some of the directing I don't think it's complete dog shit. I think where my biggest issue with the movie lies in the story. I, I disagree with that. I would say I think it's I think it's the direction. Because there's some moments in this movie that, if directed well, could be at least entertaining. Right. I'm sorry, but Jason Voorhees going into a cop station, going into a diner where yeah, there's yeah, a lot of people, be. that could be set up really interesting. But, but it's it not in this. He should, be, he should just <laughs> be causing like, mass poor. mayhem, you know? Yeah, like yeah, when he goes a... into the police station, there's nobody there. Like, there's, it's this huge building with these long halls. You know, like you see these shots with these hallways that go on forever, and there's all these doors. And they're all empty. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And there's four people working. It was an off day. <laughs> and my whole thing is, if, well, my whole thing is, if you had all these FBI guys that were after Jason, why did they just have two guys guarding the morgue? He was dead by that point. Yeah, he was a dead body. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, 
You know, dude. Well, that's true. He has he has been to the morgue before. <laughs> that's not his first trip on the slab. I want to know why so, they flew him from all the way from Crystal Lake to Ohio. <laughs> yeah, no shit, right? Why did they do that? They had to separate him from the, you know, from his homeland. That didn't even do anything for the plot. They didn't do anything with that. Nothing. They didn't show him like hitchhiking back or. He didn't hitch by. He just made a straight line walk. Yeah, he was just walking, dude. Like Bernie from Weekend at Bernie's Two, where he's walking to the treasure. He just walks in a straight line. They they just when they did that fade, that just implied a week passed. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They just forgot to put. That's that's where he got the. That's where he got the teleportability from in the game, dude. Oh, maybe. The teleportability. He could just teleport from you know Ohio to Jersey. He breaks out into those like uh, thirty little like uh, like light balls that come out of him, you know, and he appears somewhere else. <laughs> okay, we all reconnect. We, we got to talk about that. So yeah, so the, the, the FBI show up and they they blow up Jason. Well, I don't know where that rocket came from or if, if, if that came from a. Yeah, that's what I want to do. It's like they, it's like the one dude just yells "Get down!" and it's just like he just blows up. It's like was that supposed to be a grenade? It was a mortar or something. Yeah, a mortar or an airplane? Arm. I don't know if it was an airplane. Or RPG. I mean, a fucking it was one of the laser guy. Special effects guys. Precision red bomb. Button. <laughs> I mean, hell, there the were like bomb. all these like film lights set up like, out of nowhere. You know, he actually runs onto a film set. <laughs> <laughs> like all these stands with like fucking sandbags on them and all these like Mullen Richardson nine lights, like just blasting into a set. What really happened is Jason wandered onto a Rambo set. Yeah. I actually, that's where my brain went when I saw those like lights. I was like, oh, they're, they're making a Jason movie. That's why this feels so, you know, I thought this was going to start like, you know, New Nightmare. A little bit better. <laughs> but uh, Jason gets blown up. He, he goes to the morgue. Corner is doing an autopsy. He's got jokes. Good he jokes. gets the heart, and the heart, heart starts beating. beating. He's like, "Man, that looks delicious." And then, it's like, yeah, he has this weird face before that. Though he's like, he's got this like he's weird like, face. Am I gonna fuck it or am I gonna eat is- it? <laughs> <laughs> is that door locked? <laughs> but he eats it. My question is very impulsory. He eats. Like, it. Yeah, he's like growling that. like a fucking dog. Is, is he having like one of these like, oh, that heart's still beating. If I eat it, maybe I can be immortal and gain some of this power, or. Is it some kind of like the heart's calling to him? I have a telepathical bond. Like power like hypnotizing. Yeah, telepathic heart. Like like you know, it's like it's like eat me, motherfucker. Put me in you. I want to be but inside he, you. He does have this moment, this reaction where he does go like, no, 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 and he shakes his head. And so, then, so the, the the worm thing, snake thing, long black tongue thing, <laughs> grows inside him after the after he eats the the heart, or he sucks that juice out of the heart. Yeah, I guess. And yeah, it's after the light like show hits him, and it incubates. Yeah, it's kind of like a fucked up version of aliens. Yeah, it, it's it's a cross between like an alien and a trill from Star Trek, like that thing that lives inside yeah. Dead Z. Yeah, it's the movie The Hidden. Have you guys seen The Hidden? Yeah. Well, yeah, with the alien and it body jumps from person to person, and it's got a body jump every so often. Right. It's, it also made me think of that. Um, what was it? The F- Fallen. Oh, with Denzel Washington? Time yes, and John Goodman? Side. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah, that's good, too. That's like some evil serial killer. Yeah, like, you know, could, could, like basically spirit jumping between bodies. Yeah, if the person touches somebody that's yeah. possessed with that spirit, yeah. That is, that's a cool That movie. was done better than this. <laughs> There's a lot of movies that are done better than this. Right. Benson, what was your, what was your uh, theory on the, on the corner eating the heart? Plot-wise, like he said, that... It's luring him telekinetically, 
solid reason he wrote in the script corner grabs heart and eats it looks at it for a moment <laughs> he gets bewitched but he's like holy shit he gets hypnotized by it and he's like this is a great chewy snack well, we went on break. You said you I mean, had the definitive reason for why that happened. Well, yeah, it's in the script. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you mean they got the music playing, like it's, you know, luring him to it. The guy's like, I need some motivation for why I would do this. He's like, he playing some script. fucking Marvin Gaye, and he starts eating the fucking Let's heart. get it home. Uh, can we talk about how bad the music is during these opening credits? If you want to. It's fucking horrible. Uh, man, it, it is really ter- it's it's just, the music is distractingly bad. I'm setting the tone, Brian. Well, it's <laughs> it's weird too because it's going from this the autopsy scene where the guy's like alone, he's quiet, he's making jokes, and then it cuts to the credits and it dun 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 dun. dun. It's very. Oh, I hate the cross cuts. I don't, I don't like that at all. Like cutting in and out of all that at the beginning. Yeah, no, it makes everything like feel extra long. Yeah, yeah they're stretching it out and they're showing you things we, we don't need to see. I think it would have kept a better tone there if they'd have shown the autopsy quiet, no jokes, just kind of play that out in some space. Right. With some credits over the footage. Yeah, just put the credits quietly up. Because you're right, they do bring the music up when they cut the credits, and it's like, wait a minute, guys. And it's kind of off-timed a little bit. Yeah. And it's like... Well, that's because of the 22 frames a second, Jeremy. (laughs) Probably. Composers like, I can't <laughs> figure this shit out. <laughs> Guys, what did you do? They couldn't do the pull-down ratio, and they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, man. To me, it sounds, sounds kind of sharp, too. It sounds like the music sounds really harsh. It's that VHS rip you're watching. It's Harry Manfredini who did the score for the original Friday the 13th, man, in most of the series. Minus seven and eight. So it, it's disappointing. I always like the music in the Friday the 13th films. I know a lot of it's repetitive, but it works. You probably saw the movie and went, I don't care. (laughs) Generic slasher, generic slasher, generic slasher. Okay, so we set up the rule that uh, that basically Mr. Voorhees' spirit worm thing is uh, trying to find a, a relative so he can get up in that. Another Voorhees, yes. Yeah, yeah, so he can be reborn. Yep, and somehow Creighton Duke is the only man alive yeah. that knows how to stop it. Yeah, and he, Creighton, Mr. Duke is fucking crazy. And I don't know how the hell he, well, actually, apparently uh, they, there was a storyline where uh, Jason had killed his girlfriend, but they wrote that out. Or they, they, oh, they, yeah, I saw yeah, that. So, so they removed that. Would it, would it have been cool if, uh, if, if Dwayne from, uh, from uh, uh, Part 5 had lived? To come back to be Creighton Duke. Like, like you're talking about, oh, where'd you get them rings? That guy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, them goddamn enchiladas. Oh, them enchiladas. Oh, girl, you fucking with me. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, baby. Oh, so, oh, baby. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. <laughs> Ooh, baby. <laughs> uh, damn, yeah. we should have done part five instead of this. Damn it. Uh, there's always another. And retros. Hey, man, I tried, I tried going for it, but you insisted on Jason Gomez. I don't know why you're going out of order anyways. But, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Every one of us is like, we tried to talk you out of this. <laughs> We're here for you, Elkins. <laughs> it's the movie's 25th anniversary. All, all right, right. It's timely. Right, it's you, timely. But let me talk about this big plot hole. Okay, so you set up. Which the, one? <laughs> all right, this big one. This this big gaping <laughs> one, um, this gaping axe wound. So, anyways, you set up the the rule that, uh, that, that you know his motivation. He's trying to get up in one of his relatives. Okay, and so, it doesn't even have to be a living. That's relative. what I'm coming at. So we we already we, we got this scene where we 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 find out that uh, 
that the uh, newscaster is a dickhead and he's evil. And he's like, you know, I, I stole her, I stole her body and uh, bore his body or whatever and hit her in the closet. Well, Jason comes in and kills this guy. Why didn't he just jump up in that body right then? He knew it was in there. Why did he know it was in there? I don't know. He had to, though, right? Can he just smell it? Why did he? Why did no? This movie, this movie has this movie has like weird supernatural why, shit going on. He can't. Why did his... he get into the body when he killed her? Oh, oh that's and exactly she right. She was left alone. No, you, yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, he stabs her. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's the better way to go. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, what did he smell her? <laughs> he, 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 he can smell his own family. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I smell your scent, Clarice. That's how Michael Myers is always able to find Laurie Strode. He's just like, oh, there she is. Oh, man, there she is. <laughs> there's, there's that Laurie Strode scent. Well, every time it gets closer to her, that piano thing comes in. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, she's over there. <laughs> it's like playing hot and cold it's as a I'm kid. Like, oh, it's like, oh, it's loud. Oh, I'm, I'm around. She's around here. I can hear the piano. <laughs> so that's how the chop. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah. Oh man. <laughs> well, you know, actually, that's Jason doing the. He works like on echolocation, like a bat. So he's actually he's actually sending out that signal, and it bounces off. That's how he kind of like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so that's his <laughs> echolocation. All right, you got to stop, man. I got to breathe. I got to breathe. People got, pe- listeners got to breathe, right? <laughs> we have to hold our sides. <laughs> oh, my God. But anyways, yeah, if, if, if he can jump up in the dead body at the end and come back fully formed, which is weird, he comes back like bubbly head Jason. Like, I would think if he's reborn, he should come back like Jason from the first one. Look at, like, fucking Voldemort. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know, they spelled Voldemort, you know, at the end of the movie? Yeah, it's yeah. All, like, underneath the shit in King's Cross. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you think he'd come oh. back looking like. Yeah, man. He comes me. back. He comes back, like, all battle wounds. <laughs> well, yeah, look, they, they had to bring him back. I mean, like, like, we already made this mask. We got to use this shit again. How much did that cost? <laughs> It comes back like well, you know, you know he, at least come back as like a full grown man, not in ripped up old clothes. He looks like Jason that pops up out of the water at the end of the first one. He looks like that. He's all <laughs> <laughs> he's all Tom Savini, Jason. You know, he's still got the seaweed hanging off of it. <laughs> he's all wet straight out of the, straight out of his uh, his what his granddaughter his what is his sister's. Uh, I, yeah, the biggest thing I noticed after he came back was when he goes outside to fight that guy. Man, he has a hard time. He's so wooden. But he does one thing. He, like, dude swings that, like, rake at him, and he picks that dude up off the ground with the rake. But then the badass. dude, like, gets under the playground thing, the yeah. monkey bars, and he's, like, having to move the monkey <laughs> bars. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like, through the rest of the movie, he's been throwing people through stuff, slamming heads like, together. Like he's a wrestler. Like and he now he's like, up. I can't move. <laughs> yeah, and like, he's just standing. I know they go into that weird slow motion, but he's just standing there when she stabs him. She's, like, jumping up to the air like an anime character. When she stabs him with the dagger that turns into a oh, sword for some yeah. unknown reason. No, it turns into a magic Almost dagger. It turns into a sacrificial dagger that, you, you know, it's, it's just like, it's just it's like magic. in the, um, oh, the evil dead, a TV series. There's this big giant dagger that you have to kill all the deadites with. So that's where they got this from. <laughs> Wait, no, this, that's where they got. That. Yeah, that does predate that. But you know, yeah, that's what I'm saying. The evil dead stole from this movie. Yeah. That's just a weird thing to add. There's this like supernatural element. That's like a magic, magic thing you know if it catch straight up out of like a fairy tale yeah that, that's that's pretty crazy i guess i don't mind a, a mythology being put behind it i i just i i, I do mind the way that 
the direction that they took the mythology for this movie. Another thing is, how in the hell did Creighton Duke A know about this shit? And B, how the hell he'd end up possession? Is this like a special knife, or is this just a regular knife? It's just once she touches it, it magically becomes a super dagger. These are just gigantic plot holes, man. Well, let me tell you real quick how that happened. So, um, (laughs) the dagger was forged from the uh, metal of the boat that he was pushed out of as a kid, right? Wasn't he? Or was he pushed off a dock? I'm trying to remember how what? he drowned. No, no, he just he just drowned. He, was, he went swimming and and oh, okay. his wife off the dock. They, they tore the dock down. They tore the dock down and, and pulled the nails out of that. It, it was forged from the bed springs <laughs> of the mattresses the counselors were having sex on <laughs> while go. they should have been watching him. <laughs> there you go. That that's where it comes from. It comes from it's, it's metal forged at Camp Crystal Lake. Vincent, I mean, were you writing this screenplay? <laughs> I mean, dude, you, I mean, guys, you're, yeah. you're, you're, you're thinking it's on like the wavelength here, bro. Hair in the handle. Of the knife, <laughs> but anyways, uh, apparently there, there was—he was written out. Uh, that was probably a version of the script. His, his backstory was written out, which is why at the end, when uh, Jason gives him a bear hug and breaks his back, he's like, uh, you know, good to see you again or whatever. Remember, remember me? Remember me, motherfucker? Yeah, they did throw out that "remember me" like yeah. it was supposed to mean something, yeah. and they didn't. Yeah. Well, that—that's exposition, Brian. Well, what about the weird? <laughs> that's not exposition. That's just a see? random line. <laughs> What about the weird scene where he's in jail and, like, the one dude that can help him, he's like, I'll give you some information, but I'm going to break your fingers That is so weird. He's like, like, you got to pay. Well, come on. Look, he is the most interesting character, though, in the entire film. Oh, yeah. And he doesn't make any sense at all. He's a crazy bounty hunter, dude. He's a sadist. He's just a sadist. We have no backstory. With his compound. Like, why is he doing what he's doing? Why is he a bounty hunter? Why is he after Jason? He even says at the end of the movie, he's like, well, now it's not about money. Well, why are you doing this? Because he killed his sister. His, his girlfriend. His girlfriend. But it doesn't tell you But it doesn't say that in the movie. <laughs> yeah. But he just you told you that. If you read the script, it's in there. <laughs> yeah, but what average, oh. what average movie watcher is going to watch it? This is ridiculous. Oh, this, movie. this movie is so awesome that I'm going to go read the script. He has well, the best line in the whole movie. What's hilarious, though, is he keeps That's telling good. people, no one knows how to kill him but me. But me. And it's like, <laughs> fucking kill somebody, yeah. man. People are dying here. Dude, all they got to do is blow him up again, yeah. get his heart, put it into a lead thing, shoot it off into space. And then somebody will catch a nuclear bomb, throw it up into space, melt the lead box, the heart will fall to Earth. Yep. yep, there, there we, go. we go. Whatever, man. Somebody's <laughs> just going to be like, I, I want to fucking eat that thing. <laughs> <laughs> some alien race. Oh, God, what if Superman ate it? Now we're going to have oh, like some goddamn. Yeah, yeah. We'll have some alien Jason Voorhees. <laughs> you want that? You want that, Jared? Yeah. This sa- that sounds like a Do way better sequel than what this was. <laughs> <sighs> Damn. I, I kind of want that. New line, if you yeah. want us to give us a call. <laughs> we'll remake this Alien one. Alien Super we'll, Space we'll, we'll, we'll do a remake of Jason Goes to Hell. The final, final Friday. It'll, it'll be like the... For real this time. The first Saturday. <laughs> it'll be like the last Jedi fan remake. <laughs> I love that poster. That poster's <laughs> amazing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll put that in the show notes. That is a, that is is a great my favorite thing poster. On, my favorite thing on the poster is Snoke with the projector. My origins and my plan. <laughs> I don't know, man. I like Ray and the Easy Bake Oven or whatever. <laughs> She's making dinner. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. It's like, uh, did yeah. you get the uh, the Finn one? Oh, uh, I forget what he's doing. What is he doing? I think, and and, Je- and Shelton and I argued about this, but I think he's the Terminator, and he's projecting the what was the girl he was the, the he he had a little thing for in the movie. Um, Rose. Sarah Rose. He's projecting Rose's. Terminator. 
He did, but he's talking about But Finn's... replace Sarah Connor with Rose. Oh, like, gotcha. he's out to kill Rose in the movie. Or what did Sheldon think it was? I don't remember. Oh, I do remember that. I don't know what I thought that was. Then you get Leia in the... I didn't get that reference. Slave. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Leia like old Leia in. in the slave outfit. <laughs> oh, man, still hot. But... <laughs> <laughs> Luke with the Luke with the cop mustache is hilarious. Oh, dude, yeah. I laugh, but yes. Uh, anyway, moving on. Uh, bubbly hit Jason. Blah, 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 blah. Doesn't Jason talk in this one? Doesn't one of his characters talk at the end? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when he's possessed that yeah, cop. What does he say? Uh, First time we've ever heard Jason speak. Well, through the no, whole movie. He spoke in the last one. What did he say? Uh, oh, and, and then when he's Help like, me. Oh, he's hanging off the thing. Yeah, and <laughs> yes, <laughs> he's all purple faced and crazy. Well, but even in this yeah. one, the internal logic doesn't make sense. Through the entire movie, he's grunting. <laughs> like even <laughs> when he's got his boyfriend on the table, strapped to the table, and he's going to shave him. That's a weird ass um, scene. Doesn't say a word. But then when he comes into the house at the end, and Duke's like, "Kill both of them." Jason's all like, "No, I'm all slick now, and I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned to speak." Why does he shave the guy? Because That's- you know, Jason doesn't like mustaches. <laughs> Even though the guy he's in has a mustache. <laughs> Jeremy, he doesn't like mustaches yeah, like that. that. He doesn't true. like white guy mustaches. <laughs> well, no, look, he didn't He didn't have to face suck that guy. You know, if he's going to face suck you, he wants you to be, be he clean He wants you to be clean, yeah. But why did he have to strip the dude down naked to tie him up? He wanted to make sure he didn't have any weird sores. He's he like, dude, I'm getting up in this body. I want to make sure it's good. Yeah, I mean... And also, <laughs> if you're going to make up with a guy, do it right. Yeah, man. I think the director just wanted a homoerotic scene. That's yeah. it. <laughs> Maybe it was sponsored See, by Barbasol. I, I, did, I did read something about fans were talking about this being a homoerotic scene. I never... I never judged it that way. I was just like, yeah, it was really just... hard while watching it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just got a raging, a raging boner, man. Just like, yeah, look at that shit. Man, tie me up like that. <laughs> we got some really interracial gay you action about, going like, on here. The weird stirrups on the table and all that? Hey, Jason yeah. not only kidnapped this dude, stripped him down. <laughs> Tied him to a bed with or table time, with uh, leather uh, straps. Uh, 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 Not only did he shave him, yeah. he used he shaving cream. And he and he didn't like he made the shaving cream too. It was like the old old style, like mix it up. You know, yeah. it didn't come out of a can. Like the guy that normally <laughs> is all into like torture and killing. Yeah, he made sure that shave was perfect. Man, well you saw you saw Jason <laughs> Jason's bald head in the first one. That's because he shaves every day. Right. Yeah. Now we know how yeah. where where he shaves it exactly. That's yeah. a weird scene. Yeah, it is a weird scene. But good art direction. <laughs> There's a lot of shit in that room. Think about the first time you watch the movie. A couple minutes after the scene, you're not thinking about it anymore. But the whole time, you're like, "What the fuck?" But then, it, it, like when you think back to it, it's that why did that scene happen? <laughs> because they wanted to show off that cool room. Were they implying with the Necronomicon being there? He's a deadite, bro. Yes, obviously the well, director you know, there's said a, there's it. An, uh, two years ago. I'm pretty sure yeah. there's an Ash. Uh, there's an Ash versus Jason comic. Well, I was going. With, is, does that mean like uh, his mom or his dad was like, uh, um, like whose house was this? Was this his dad's house? Was this his mom's house? It, it just it says Voorhees. The Voorhees house. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's obviously like 
That's the family home. These cops suck. But I mean, <laughs> they, they've left so much evidence in this house. But it's yeah, just yeah. like, so hey, they, there's this book over here. It's got human skin it's on it. Should human we skin grab it? In blood. <laughs> no, just leave it there. <laughs> that can't have anything to do with the mass killings done at our lake. Nah, 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 so nah. yeah, so I guess they were playing like Mrs. Voorhees or or the dad in the first. It was some kind of Satan well, worshiper. You know, but, yeah, I but, guess. The, but the oh, guy okay. on the phone said, you know, like this place is gross. It's like they're like it's kind of like the. Like he was talking about, they set it up for shooting. Like they went and added props or something. Or am I, did, I, did I read that wrong? I don't know why. No, it's there. no, that's the first time he's there because he's looking, he's inspecting the place, and even Eve says we have to add props. Right. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that is the first time. And he's, he's rubbing on those weird stirrups on that like table. That was. Bizarre. That's a weird like birthing table. Yeah, I think they were trying to imply that like his mom did some sort of spell that made him. Immortal. All right. You know, hey, it's vague, and we're having to chill <laughs> out together here. <laughs> but, and uh, it's also it's way too late in the damn franchise to be introducing some bullshit like that. <laughs> They're trying to revitalize it. They're trying. I do now, like the tent scene, though, guys. It's sexy, right? It, it, it is typical Friday the 13th. It's, my, it's probably, outside of the beginning, it's my favorite but why is Second that signpost laying out there, the thing that he stabs through and kills that girl with? Why is that signpost just laying out in the middle of the woods like that? It's like what you. That's a damn. That's a damn fence post. It's a fence post. Yeah, it's just like you. you that you. Yeah. That and man, you those girls the pee quick. Damn metal fence post. Yeah. Oh yeah, and they do pee really quick. They go out to pee and they piss faster than anybody in the world. Pains that's okay, come down. man. This, this, this come on, right. man. It's like when people pour coffee in movies. Fill up the cup. Hey, look, I'm okay with that. You know, it says it's editing. I don't need to see the chick take a take a piss. You know. Well, so it's all one it shot. It's not an edited shot. It's one shot. They squat and we stay there. It's that 22 frames. <laughs> well, that's why. <laughs> She also didn't wipe. Weird. Well, you know, the panties soak that up as it comes back up. Well, look, no, <laughs> I noticed it because in every single Friday the 13th film, when you see a girl go to the bathroom outside in the woods, she's always wiping. This is a, this is a thing in the franchise. I'm not oh, kidding. Bro, you have paid way too much fucking Go back. To this. Yes, go we back. We know one of his kinks now. Button. <laughs> I'm just saying, first time. She likes it dirty. And then she went and had sex with the guy. Just <laughs> Unprotected. That's right. Through that condom way. Like, Somehow, don't you know she I threw a those? condom through a closed tent. That's a magical condom. That is true. I mean, they they killed them because they had unprotected sex this time. It wasn't right. it wasn't just sex. It was unprotected sex. Yeah. She she Which takes the condom and throws the condom inside the. tent. That's very nineties though. And somehow, progressive it Jason has penetrated the closed <laughs> tent. Right. And landed outside. Let's get that extra super lube. Well, maybe she just hit that really top part where, you know, you can ever get the zipper like 100% to the top. Where the mosquitoes always fly in. Yeah. And if you do get it all the way to the top, it's probably going to it's gonna come down a little bit unless it's got one of those little Velcro right. or those little latch things. She's she that good of a shot. No, it was just, it was random. She just threw it and she just Michael Jordan, that bitch. Well, it's like all okay, those I, YouTube I just, videos. It was the third take, you know, just that bring shows up, the good one. I want to bring up a point here, guys. Please do. All right. One dude goes on a camping trip and goes skinny dipping with two chicks and does not try to get both of them in the sack. Because you know that blonde-headed bitch is randy as hills because she's about ready to fuck homeboy for just giving him a ride. Yeah, he's a dumbass for that, by the way. Ooh, she was fine. Oh, yes, no shit. Dude, he is driving to repair a relationship with his baby's mama. He could have stopped he off. To, he going to repair a relationship with a cougar. I think they were supposed to be teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the only, I, oh, I guess we should bring that no, up. No, no, no. There are no teenagers the, in this was, film. Doesn't seem like it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, except for the people, they, the, the hitchhike. I think they're supposed to be teenagers. Is that what well, you guys got? Yeah, mid-20s. 
Uh, yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to go see Crystal Lake, you know. I mean, obviously, yeah, anymore, no, nobody you know, else is. Jason is dead now. I do think that kill scene is great. No, it's I, good. It's I, really I, good. I, I really like it. I like the buildup. Um, I like the stalking. It's very, it's, it's very good Friday the Thirteenth. And the only part that I didn't like about it is after he kills him, he like walks over to the camera. That's how they end that scene. Like they, 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 they should have yeah, ended. Does. They should have ended that scene on the kill and then, and then cut away. But it cuts back to yeah, the this is like a low scene. level shot. Yeah, oh, and he you're walks right. like, Ugh. like through the scene, like well, over toward they, the camera. They gotta really make sure you and see guess, that it's that blonde. body. Oh, it's that. <laughs> I guess that's right. They're like, we gotta see that this isn't really Jason. This is well, it's Jason, but Jason. and I guess the the blonde because she didn't you know she didn't have, have sex that she just got it with the scalpel she just yeah and she was nailed was, to a that tree was kind of, that was kind of just lame sauce right there man i thought the most dangerous yeah. thing in the entire film was the uh baby in the banana box that was sitting on the half edge of a shelf and they were gonna <laughs> leave the kid there and go work <laughs> the rest of the fucking movie the whole day they were gonna go work and leave this kid in a banana box it's in a box, it's, Brian. It's in a box, it's and it was, it was on a drip table on the dish table. Yeah. And it had a lip on it. It can't slide off. I looked. I uh, made sure the baby no, was okay. No, it was sitting over the lip. It wasn't. I looked. You should go back no, and look no, at it. No, no, it's sitting over it. Look, I took a screenshot. Here, one second. No, I didn't take a screenshot. <laughs> it is sitting, no, I, I, I specifically looked at that. I was just like, these are the most irresponsible people, and they, you all deserve to nah, die. It's just a matter of time. It's like, you know, older people used to drive around with kids, like, in their laps and crawling all over the car. Now we freak out if they're not in a car seat. Why do you need cribs? Well, I mean, they 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 just, the back then, they just put them in a drawer yeah. and I mean, went on about their business. For real. <laughs> They had them back in the day. The a drawer's more secure, Benson. You know, where the people that lived in, like, the high-rise, you know, apartments and shit had, like, the baskets that they oh, would the put baby the kids cages. in and just hang them out over the fucking fire So they could get some fresh shit. air. Yeah. Yeah, 16 stories of... We baby our kids shit. too much. <laughs> Need to toughen these little dudes <laughs> up. Yeah. Put them in they some banana boxes. <laughs> Entertain yourself for a day, son. You gotta buy no crib. <laughs> I'm hungry. It's tough shit. You're in a banana box. <laughs> Smell the bananas. Oh, my goodness. Want a Voorhees burger? <laughs> you want your Uncle Burger? Your Uncle, your uncle Fries? Uncle Fingers. Uncle Fingers. Uncle Fingers. We're skipping the formalities. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're making this shit personal. Guys. I think we're at the end of the podcast here. Favorite kill. Let's do go around the room. Uh, yeah. You're the tent. Is everybody the tent? I think everybody's going to be the tent. Are you not the tent? I love the. Uh, <clears throat> I love actually seeing what happens to the bodies after Jason exits. Like they like to do this like weird melt thing where their jaw falls off. Oh, that one guy. Yeah, yeah. The, the guy that got his uh, his face shaved by Jason. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Like, so when Jason exits like, him, yeah, every time some he leaves a body, he just leaves a big like jello mold. You know. Well, it's not every time. You don't think so? The, no, why why did that, that guy, guy? Why did that guy melt then? I don't. I think they were setting up. This is what happens when he jumps bodies. Makes it intraceable because we know these cops. If they'll leave the necronomicon, I guess that's true. There, they're, not, never, they're not going to investigate the jelly pile. I guess he's the only person we, we yeah. saw. Yeah, I guess yeah. that's true. You don't ever really see what happens to anybody else. They only had the money to do it once. They're like, we can only show it once. <laughs> okay, I Let's guess that's do true. it on the creepy set. So I thought that was pretty cool. I, I like the. Yeah, that uh, was a good scene. I like the when, when, uh, when the fat. Uh, like high pitched talking kid, like who works at the diner. Yeah, he goes out there oh, the son. Shit. Yeah, he goes like, out there, he goes like out there. the only character in the movie that has any sympathy at all. Oh yeah, like go on, you can take it or whatever. Yeah, yeah but anyways, take my car. Yeah, I was like, yeah, you can take my car. Get out of here. Um, but anyways, no, he like he he like <laughs> Jason grabs his hand and like breaks his fucking wrist and like pops the bone out of his forearm. That's pretty gnarly. There's some cool things like that. He didn't kill him though. He didn't kill him. He's gonna wish he was dead though. 
K&B had fun. Yeah. Kane Hodder did a good job. I like what he did as Jason, even though he was barely in the movie. <laughs> His bookends were good. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, what's your favorite kill, Paul? I don't know, man. I have to say, I have to say, is the the pterodactyl ra- waitress. Pterodactyl waitress. Explain. Yeah, right, you know, you know the scene where the the kid that you were talking about when he gets his hand broken, and right? He gets thrown to, against the door. Yeah, yeah. And, and he, the one and he comes waitress, into the diner. She, she like, yeah, she like screams. Yeah, she freaks out I when she. Co- yeah, yeah, she like loses her shit. Yeah, yeah. But she sounds like she sounds like what is portrayed on like as a like. Kind of what a pterodactyl would sound like. Kind of like that? Yeah. <laughs> but more like animal, but more repti- reptilian. I, I don't need a soundboard. I just need Jerry. <laughs> Jerry, you go. But, uh, pterodactyl, go, Jerry. When, when she dies, her scene isn't, her scene isn't something <laughs> like super. Like our Michael Winslow. Uh, super special or super gory or anything. It's just. It's kind I of like just thrown in there. It, well, I like the way it's shot, though, because. Um, How does she die? You know, Remind she, me on that. She shoots him with the shotgun. Oh, that's right. Which doesn't grabs anything. her, and he pulls her towards him, and it like basically puts the gun through her. Oh, uh, okay. And then she spits in his face, and that shot, man, that like over the shoulder shot of the the news anchor dude, like when that blood is like running down his face, and then he grabs her by her head and like crushes her head in, and then like you see the blood shoot out the top of her head, and then it shows his face, another shot of his face, and like the blood's pouring down his face, kind of. That that was I I, I thought that was a really blood tears. Yeah. Oh yeah, that is I good because he's really got. Like well, those, uh, it happens really quickly too. That's kind of like a really eyes. quick like moment. Yeah. yeah oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that close up of his really face. Creepy. Yeah, he looks yeah. badass. Yeah, that's one of the best close ups in the movie. Yeah, I, I agree. Good memory on that because I forgot about that. That's really solid. Yeah, that was that was. See, there, there, was there's moments in this movie, kills. but there's a lot of bullshit. Yeah, in like the moment where Creighton Duke played. <laughs> he's like, he's like. So, what do you think about Jason Voorhees? I'm going to say two words to you, Mr. Duke, and I want you to say the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. Okay. You ready? Shoot. Jason Voorhees. Well, that makes me think of a little girl in a pink dress sticking a hot dog through a donut. Yeah, that, that's a that's the best line in the movie because it's so. It's like, what does that mean? It's very memorable. What does it even mean? What are you <laughs> implying, Creighton Duke? What are you fucking saying, dude? I think he's coming out as a pedophile weirdo. Fucking. That's <laughs> you know. The more I think about it, that's kind of. So you're you're saying that the way you feel about Jason Voorhees is um, a little girl making sexual references with food, right? And I guess that one of the uh, the little girl, the girlfriend, was killed at you know Crystal Lake by Jason years ago in one of the previous films, obviously, and that's how we're tying that together. <laughs> Either that, or this little girl's poor and she can't afford a hamburger bun, and she's only got a donut, and she's putting her hot dog she's into like, a donut, it, wishing she had a bun. Right, and he's making something sexual out of it. But I bet that is pretty good. Hot dog donut, cheeseburger donut. Hey, you get your sweet and salty. Girl, I always got that sweet and salty for you. Um, (laughs) So what do you think the existential idea of the film is? The existential, like, hmm. What what is the theme of this film? It's all about family, Benson. All about family. It is. It's like getting up in that family. (laughs) Shit in the bed. It's It's like all about getting up in the the bed with the family and just shitting Hey, 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 Paul. Why go down the street when you can go down the hall? Sir, <laughs> is this movie uh, the best? Of definitely some incest references in this motherfucking movie. <laughs> what's, what's your rating there, Benson? One. You give this one a one. What'd you rate, Roger Rabbit? Mm, like I don't know, three, four, three. Okay, I was making sure that it was under a Roger Rabbit. 
Well, I'm trying to think, like, all right, so there's 10, and then there's Freddy versus Jason, so it would be 11, and then there's a remake, there's 12. You're saying this is the worst one, so yeah, one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so you think this is the worst Friday 13th movie? Oh, yeah. You think this is worse than five? Way. I thought the idea for the, if you're going to go a different direction, the idea for five is better than this one. That's interesting because, you know, five and nine are usually the ones that fans are very divided on. You either love it or hate it. And most people put either nine or five at the bottom of the list. So I'm putting nine at the bottom of the list. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Jared? I'm going to go a solid two Elkins out of ten. Two Elkins out of ten. Yeah, because just just because of the uh, the gore. Just the gore. Yeah, uh, I was like, all right, that's cool. There's some cool stuff, story shit. You know, <laughs> there's there's some glaring plot holes. It was it was a long slog. About the fifty minute mark, I looked up and I was like, fuck, I still got thirty minutes. You know, <laughs> this thing is dragging on. Please, and <laughs> it was tough, man. Like, like that. Yeah. The, some of the rewinds were because fuck, man. I, I like start picking up my phone and start looking at Instagram. I was like, oh, hold on a minute, hold on a minute. I, I need to be studying this. I, I, I can't go solid one because they tried, you know. <laughs> uh, but like two, it's a two. I think it even gets two stars on like the internet. Like somewhere I saw it had two stars out of five. No, you're just copying. Uh, yeah, I don't have my own ideas. <laughs> what about you there, Paul? 1.5. Oh, wait, 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 wait. We don't do points here, sir. It's either a 1 or a 2. We have, we have, That's the Elkin skill, sir. Have, have, have we instituted a point? We, we don't do, we points? do any points. I thought we had. Well, I'm going to back Paul up, and I think one. we have done okay. points. Oh, okay. All right, all right, You Paul. can do 1.5. All right, 1.5 is allowed. But you just know that that 1.5 actually rounds it up to a 2. Just letting you know. <laughs> <laughs> I am in complete agreement with Jeremy. This is the worst fucking Friday the 13th movie fucking made. This motherfucker is a abominationable dog piece of fucking dog shit. Other than the special effects and a few sets, this movie is just stupid. Way it's harsh, stupid. Ty. The fucking plot is stupid. The fucking everything about it is stupid. I fucking hate this movie. All right, Brian. <laughs> All right, Brian. Follow that. Uh, Brian's like, it's a seven. <laughs> no. It's got a special place in my heart. It's part of the series. I've I seen this one more than all the other ones. Yeah. No, I have not seen this. Uh, this, is probably the one I, this is probably the one I watch the least out of the entire Friday the 13th series. Uh, I've probably seen it more than the reboot, but uh, guys, I think this gets a three. I think it's got one of the best kills of the series. I think that tenth scene is in the top four, top five kills of the entire Friday Thirteenth series. I think it's really good. The movie, the movie overall, it's it's pretty terrible. It's bad. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's it's not good. But right. we give it one point for the kills. I, I give it one point for uh, uh, St- Stephen Williams. I love him from the X Files. You know, he replaced. Um, Deep throat. Oh, he. Okay. All right. All right. That's yes, why. He that's why he yes, looks he smooth. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He okay. was. He was the new deep throat for the the X Files after uh, the first guy took over. Uh, died. I, I think he deserves a point. His character is written all over the place, but I like what he does. And I have to give it another point for Kane Otter. I am really? a huge Kane Otter fan. The guy that plays Jason. Okay. I guess the thing is, is like I, I, I feel bad for this film, and like it, it's it is somebody that you can tell doesn't really know how to make a film. There's a lot of film school mistakes, and um, 
also this feel is like why we don't let 23 year olds direct feature films with a lot and with millions of dollars like me for tv movies they do uh, it, it's not only the the way it looks it's it, no it's it's the way it's blocked it's the way it's staged these scenes this script could have been a better this movie could have easily been a five even with the fact that Jason Voorhees is not in the movie a lot, and I know that pisses a lot of fans off, but I think people could have gotten well, over this. If, if you'd have made it good, exactly. then you could have taken the franchise in a different direction that people would have accepted. Hold on. I don't Go think ahead, this bitch. director had a full like appreciation for the franchise. I know he says he does, but... He definitely says that. It doesn't come across in his film. It comes across like he really liked the Evil Dead. <laughs> And nobody's going to do interviews on a, you know, you're doing the ninth in a series. You're not going to come on and go, I've never watched all of these. You're going to say, oh, I love this franchise. But I think his his taste was more with the Evil Dead. He tried to bring that to the franchise. He tried to do what he is comfortable with instead of stepping out of what he's comfortable with and doing what the franchise needed. I agree with that. Very well said, Vincent. One of the things that I kind of did enjoy about the uh the whole body switching thing and I did think was really cool and you get it um, at the very beginning of the movie during the Morick scene when the mortician walks by the stainless steel drawers you get Jason's like reflection in them I thought that was really cool did you like that? I thought that was weird well, I, I kind of thought it was cool how it was done because the, it, I, I get it on the aspect of like showing for the audience but that the other characters could see that as well I thought it was really strange yeah and see, well, I, see, yeah, that's what I was. That's what I was going to go. I was going to say I, I do like it on that. You know, kind of love on that. Here's an level. example of what I'm talking about. Like, I get the idea, but why would Jason look like right before he died? Why not come up with some like demon Jason that you see in the mirror? That's what it was some in the trailer. Ultimate essence. Yeah. I don't think yeah. it was Jason. That was a demon coming to get Jason. You know those hands that come and get him at the end? Oh, those big, like, floppy stone, like, yeah, hands? Yeah, the demon yeah. that you yeah. see in the trailer, that was they that was one about, of the things that was supposed to come and get him. Oh, okay. They talk about yeah. there was this whole, like, model thing they built where tree roots are coming up and demons are climbing up out of hell and they're all grabbing him and pulling him down. Hmm. Apparently they look like shit or... And so they decided to go with big giant... So that, Big giant golem hands. You know, at, at the end when they're walking away in the sun in the sunlight, they should have had a, a, a dialogue scene like, "Well, I guess hell exists. We should probably like fix our life up and shit. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get married. We are totally like, living like, in sin. Seriously, we got to get oh. our shit together. <laughs> we got a baby. We're not even married. Oh, we fucked up. <laughs> Time to go get married. Get that child baptized. <laughs> we need to baptize this bastard ASAP. Well, that was interesting. <laughs> I guess hell's real. <laughs> but I, I don't like how they say that so many times. They're like, go to hell. We're going to send him to hell. We got to send Jason to hell. Go Dude, to hell. Here's your first class title. ticket to hell. <laughs> yeah. You know, you, you got to say it at least four or five times. I don't know, man. That's where, that's where he's going, bro. You go to hell. You go to hell and you die. And then Freddy comes up, come to hell. Uh, Why did they not use a, a just it's new line? Why did they not use a stock Freddy laugh? Because I got do to pay not know. <laughs> I, I guess they would. I guess they'd have to, to pay him because we were going into the likeness clause. Right. It's a three million dollar actor's movie. Con- contract. So he's a nice dude. Robert England would have accepted, you know, hundred bucks. I mean, dude, I'm probably probably. Yeah, <laughs> I bet you would have taken like a yeah a steak dinner, some, <laughs> some drinks, and yeah. Uh, yeah. He would have probably went. Bucks. Nobody wears the glove but me. I'm coming in. Well, it was uh, it was the guy who played Jason. Wearing yeah, the it was glove. Kane Hodder. Yeah, 
He yeah, he wore the glove for that scene. If you look at that, you can like see the rig like shaking and wiggling, and it's still like sucking sand down at the end and all that. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of mistakes in this movie, bro. I mean, it's a, it's a good movie to watch for how not to uh, to stage and block things. It's got a lot of blocking and um, and staging issues. I. I do feel like we really didn't really 100% touch on, but I think if you watch Well, the I think film, you covered it best when you... When you gave your wrap-up? <laughs> well, no, when you think about when he said, like, the cop scene. When you read in a script that Jason goes into the police department and starts destroying everybody to get to this girl, like, that should be, like, Terminator going in and just mess, you know, just bloody and... But you're, you're, you're shooting empty hallways and one dude running down the hall and stopping and... Yeah, I mean, Terminator was just as low budget. With the director pulling his cameo during the scene. Oh, that's true. Yeah, he's the... Uh, he's so the instead guy. of him worrying about what it looks like, he's out there running around dressed as a cop. <laughs> he's going to hear this and be like, fuck them. Yeah, fuck these guys. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's another thing. Uh, no, look, from, I mean, look, from, he's just extremely young, man. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, look, at full disclosure, all the shit that I worked on when I was 23 also sucked, so... What's he done since then? Uh, not a lot, man. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing, because nobody wants to give his ass a job. Because he what, even says on the Crystal Lake Memories or let documentary. Or something like that. He wrote um, uh, Texas Chainsaw 3D. Oh, that's oh, true. Okay. Well, there yeah, you go. he did. Mm-hmm. Which was terrible. And he, he made a, a, a Santa slasher film. Yeah. I saw him on, uh, on Netflix. Not, not that I actually watched. I'm sorry. I saw that it was on <laughs> Netflix. I'm sorry. I should have rephrased that. Look for that next week. On the yeah, because even ah. even says on the. Uh, but even on the main even even says on the uh, Crystal Lake mem- memories. He's like this movie pretty much ruined my career. But my big question is is like I would have been if I was if I was the dude producing this and, and putting up the bill for this. I would have saw this movie and been like, well, what did you do with my money? Uh, he probably did. <laughs> I don't know. It looks like three million. Really, dude? Yeah. Yeah. The effects are good. And yeah, the set building and all that. Yeah, yeah, it looks like three million. I mean, it's 1993, dude. When you consider that Jurassic okay, Park well, cost hold on, hold on. 63 million, okay, this well, cost we'll put three this in of comparison. that. Right, Jason goes to hell versus Jason Part Seven. Well, I'm, that movie looks like it had a way bigger budget than it did. We even discussed that on that podcast. This movie, to me personally, does not look like the budget is in the movie. I would disagree. I would say I feel like part part seven, they feel, I mean, they may feel like they have a little bit bigger of a budget, but I would I would say this mostly because of concept. I mean, if you think about yeah. Yeah. what Jason goes to hell, what they're doing in terms of creature effects, like think about we got a lot of puppets in here. We got the little yeah, uh, was, va- yeah. little vagina demon. We got the worm <laughs> demon. We got Jason. We got multiple sets. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there's a whole bunch of makeup in terms of like how many people are killed. I think this that is opening, one of the highest body counts. That opening scene alone ain't gonna be cheap. Yeah. I mean, well, I will say uh, there was I one mean, thing that, look, no, that was no, done. Part very... seven spent their dollar better. I'll give you that, and it it, it holds up better. But well, I guess that's what I I'm saying. I can't not I can't knock this film though for for its budget. I think what. It, what looks weird is that you you see the nice looking effects, you see the nice sets, you see the lighting, and the actors aren't doing much. There's a lot of, I mean, I, like you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, you got a point there. Think about the scene, like in the diner, you know, like, like they come in and there is an over the shoulder, and this lady's talking and she's yeah. waving a gun around, and it's like, 
It's like, the fill this room up a little bit. Yeah, you're right. I don't think we like the movie that much. Um, it's not a place to start the Friday the 13th franchise, folks. What are you going to do? Um, but, unless you only want to go up from here. Yeah. You, well, we knew if you were we all bottom. come to this eventually. So yeah. every Friday the 13th from now on will be better than this episode. Well, there you go. <laughs> yes. Nice to set yes, the bar really be. low. <laughs> That's what we you can do. only go up from there. I guarantee you this podcast was better. It was more enjoyable than watching that movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Fuck yeah! I'd bet my bottom hey, look, dollar. And it's about the shit. same length too, so <laughs> I, I, I hope it's better. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. The songs will probably go longer. That's good. Uh, all right, guys. Longer you, and better. You've been listening to the Movie Crew podcast. If you guys want to get in touch with us, our email address is themoviecrew at gmail dot com. That's themoviecrew and crew spelled C R E W E. Still no, yeah. Still no reply back from the person who owns the movie crew at gmail.com, regular crew. If, you, if anybody else wants to send them an email, and let's bombard this email address and see if we can capture it. All right. That'd be awesome. So there you go. Regular crew. But if you want to talk to us, it's with crew the next three at the end. That's right. And you guys can follow us on Facebook, uh, Twitter, and Instagram at movie crew pod. Benson, where they can follow you, sir. At J. Edward Benson on Twitter. Jared, where can our audience... <laughs> <laughs> Brian, I, I got it. Where can our audience follow yeah. me? Audi- blah, blah, audience? You can get me on Instagram at uh, CheckTheGate, on uh, Twitter at uh, Jared B. Callen, and uh, on the lovely Movie Crew podcast. Paul, how about yourself, sir? Where can yeah, I find you, Paul? you can check Paul? me out on, on Twitter at Paul R. Williams J. One. We're going to be closing out the show with track number two from the soundtrack of Jason Goes to Hell, The Final Friday. It's titled, main title. This is from composer Harry Manfredini. Enjoy.